Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, this is Ridge Wilson. Welcome to another episode of the brilliant podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Strap in, here we go. So before we start, here's an invitation for you to come and see us live. Oh yeah, Insane in the Membrane live. Uh, we'll be at the Southend Festival on Sunday the 23rd of June with special guest Bobby Mayer. Go to southendfestival.co.uk Click comedy and search us up for tickets. They're only a fiver. You can spare that. Get yourselves along for a fiver. Come on, man. What's not to love for a fiver? Fiver's nothing nowadays. So do that for us. We'll also be in Edinburgh. We're going to be at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival throughout August. We are going to be doing two live um, shows on the 12th and 19th of August. Go to gildedballoon.co.uk for tickets for those. That's also where you'll find tickets for my own Edinburgh show, my solo show, Death Becomes Him. I'm on at 4.30 in the Wee Room at TV at Place for the Gilded Balloon. Again, get your tickets through gildedballoon.co.uk. Um, I'm on every day throughout the festival, so do come along, come and see what I do for my day job. You're going to love it. I know you are, because um, I think it's really funny, and, uh, and I think you will too. So do that. Uh, the ticket links to all these shows are in the show notes for this episode on your podcast app. So if you haven't listened to this bit, or you've wandered off in your mind somewhere while I'm blathering on with all the admin, um, I get it, but all the stuff, all the links and that will be on the app. So do that for us. That would be fantastic. Now, on with the show. And this week, we're at Comedy Central talking to Ishan Akbar uh, on a particularly poignant day for him and his family. How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. It's, yeah. it's, it's the fifth anniversary of the day my mum passed away. Yeah. Um, and so this morning I kind of left the house and I was fine at home. Mm. And then I just started crying on, on the train. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because when you're a bloke that cries on the train, mm. Other people don't actually know what to do. No. There's no <laughs> tissues being offered, no hug, no sandwich. Yeah, yeah. And then people look at go, I wonder what he's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. basically, because I was wearing a hoodie and had a rucksack, they were probably thinking, oh, it's a final journey for a minute. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Move away. Everyone's to, moving away. Yeah, to a different <laughs> carriage. Like, that's going to save you. <laughs> oh, God. And your name's Zach, Bob. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying your name over and over again. I wonder if Suicide Bombers do cry before 
It must be terrifying. There must be a mo- there must be a moment. Um, yeah. Oh, what am I doing? I'm going to lose everything now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because anyway. yeah, yeah, they, they get they get sewn into the vest as well. They can't take them off. Yeah, they can't. Yeah. So if you change your mind, you're buggered. Yeah. <laughs> do they just do they sew it into your clothes or do they sew it into your body? I don't know. I don't know why I'm asking you. That's massively racist. <laughs> just so from, from the newsletter. So tell me about the suicide bombers. From, from the newsletter I get every month, uh, Rich. It's so- <laughs> Bombers monthly. <laughs> so to your clothes. What weird diversion this is taking. They just get it tucked into the Quran. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like with a new shopper. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. That's funny. Anyway. Sorry, dude. So today. Was the day. Why? I, I'm, oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad it came. You just if I, good yeah, release. Just get it off. Yeah. Listen. If anyone's listening, I'm really sorry. <laughs> This is always how our conversations end up at some point, though, Rich. I think this is, yeah, I think this, you and I hit it off straight away when we first met. Yeah, you looked really dapper. And you you were very, you're just one of those people, I think, that just, you're just very open and honest and inviting. Yeah. And you, we just, straight away, we just hit it off. Yeah, and I I remember being in the cars going, this is a beautiful man. Yeah, thank you. You I felt the same about you. Just straight away. And then you were telling me that wonderful story about your mum yeah. and the ceremony that surrounded what, what happened when you know when she passed on and and it was it was one of the most beautiful stories I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, my mum my mum passing was still to this day something I reel from. Mm. Um, yeah, of I don't think you ever get over it. Do yeah, you, you know? don't, and I think I think particularly because we're talking about mental health as well. Mm. Is this one thing I don't think people talk about enough? My girlfriend actually put me wise to this: is yeah. that we don't talk enough about the triggers that lead to people having mental health issues for a certain period of time. Yeah. Um, so the way I felt since my mum died, after that I was with a horrible woman who, who cheated on me three times. What? And I let her, basically, because right. I was just like so bereft of self-confidence. You just felt, I, I, was, like, I don't gonna get, deserve anything better. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to get any better than this, and this is better than nothing. Yeah, right. Um, so I had a string of quite bad relationships, um, and uh, in November last, well, where are we now, 2019? November 2017, mm. um, you know, I, I, I tried to jump in front of a train. What? Um, because it was just a culmination of right. so much, you know, my mum, my relationships, the general feeling as a bloke of you thinking, you know, I left a banking career to do this job, yeah, I've not yeah, done yeah, enough yeah. for my parents, I've not done this, you know. and. My whole thing has been, I don't talk to anyone. No. I never did. I never talked to my mates. Yeah, right. It's quite solitary what we do. Yeah. Isn't it? It's a very solitary job. You're, and, and particularly because I had just started my career then, mm. I was driving to kind of fuck but nowhere yeah. by myself, having time to think and ruminate about all the things that I didn't do with yeah, my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and talking to my friends was, it was never really the, an option that I've ever considered. Yeah. Only because I'm... The fun guy, yeah, you know, and I don't want to bother people with my problems. And how, and how do you start the conversation? How do you? That's the main problem that a lot of people find is have is that how do you say to your mate when when every time you have certain relationships with certain people, yeah, and every time you see that person, there's a level that you're always on, yeah, like a banter, yeah. if you will, yeah, yeah. And how do you come come out of that and go? Do you know what? Actually, I'm not I'm not feeling great, yeah, and I'm really I'm really I'm teetering. On the edge of doing yeah. something really daft. That's the difficult bit. But you felt you could. Well, I, I, at the time, you know, in November 2017, when 
So did you go to actually do it? Yeah, yeah. So what happened is, is I was basically fine for a couple of weeks. I was fine. Yeah. I felt a lot better. Um, and that morning I was on my way into work mm. uh, and I got to Stratford Station. <clears throat> and for some reason, this thought just came into my head that, oh, the way you solve your problems you is by... Take yourself out. Take yourself out. And it was a central line train. A train was coming in and I went to jump and I distinctly remember this. I went to jump and I hesitated because I remembered I had a meeting at 10.30 right. at work. Like it was as yeah, yeah, yeah. minor as that. It wasn't, I'm going to miss my brother, I'm going to miss whatever. You went, oh shit, I've got... I've got a meeting. Oh, bollocks, yeah, I've got things right? to do. So as I went to jump, I hesitated and the train kind of hit my back and I rolled back onto the platform. You were that close? Yeah, yeah. Like it was, I mean, inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Um, rolled onto the platform. Did anyone see you? Yeah, you? yeah, because yeah. it, it was a busy, busy platform. One person, a woman was like, oh, he's been hit by a train, he's been hit by a train. Another bloke was like, no, I think he jumped, I think he jumped. At that point, I just got up and just belted it out of the station. Yeah, right, okay. Fuck, took a, man. Took a, went to the Pret outside Stratford Station, got myself a coffee, yeah. and then went into work and did the gig that night. You just, did you feel, having been that close to doing it, yeah. and then did you feel, then you went, actually, I don't actually want to do that? Um, or you just went, I'll get the meeting out of the way and I'll do it on my own? I kind of... Or I'll do it later? Well, it, the doing it again didn't even really enter my mind. It was just that moment mm. felt so clear. And after mm. that, I was just like, well, I mean, it happened and it was kind of like an out-of-body experience. Mm. Um, I'm just going to get on with it. Yeah, right. And I didn't talk to anyone. And it took about maybe three months before I told anybody. Holy shit. That's yeah. massive. Well, yeah, I mean, and yeah. I, I guess people might be thinking, well, he's talking quite casually about it now. But I think... If you speak to anyone who's ever attempted something like that, yeah, yeah. we do get quite casual about it because it's something that isn't outside the realms of possibility. No. And so it's easier for us to just talk about it. You know, I can talk to you very openly about my mum's death. Mm. What I feel about it, I'd probably struggle with. Yeah, right. Yeah. I can tell you everything that happened, the burial, me going into the grave, lowering her yeah, to rest yeah. and all that. The, the superficial stuff I can talk about, but the feet, like facing up to the feelings, even, you know, just now, my, what I felt about trying to do that to myself yeah, in November, yeah. I just... Just... Yeah. It's just now a part of, it's just a story that a you tell. A story I have. Yeah. I mentioned it before on another episode about uh, feeling the same way. I just, I just had one of those days where I'm like, fuck this, I'm fucking doing it. This is a few weeks ago. No, bag packed in the car, and I, well, Jade and I had, had this massive Barney, like the Barney to end all Barneys. I'm driving up the road, and I'm like, fuck this, just fuck it. Yeah. I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to take myself off underneath the pier where it near where I live, and I'm going to go and do it. And I was going to go and do it. Yeah. I'm like, right. And I'm like, my boys would be better if I wasn't here. Just, yeah. just, I'm just in the way. I'm tired of feeling shit. I'm tired of everything. And then I went, oh, I better go and get my phone fixed. Right, yeah. Because I that, smashed my phone. Right. I better go and get that replaced. And then when I got a three-year contract. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in a real, I'm like, oh, I'm not going anywhere. I've got this, this idea of you walking into the EE shop or something or wherever, <laughs> and the guy looks at you saying, 
he's had an attempt. We can lock him in for three years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> I went in with a noose around my neck to hang him down. <laughs> yeah, just hang him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, you, can you do me any deals? Oh, shit, this guy's serious. <laughs> the suicide deal, please. Thank you. <laughs> Maureen, the suicide deal. But you know how you mentioned your kids? Like, people, when I've spoken to people about it, and they're like, don't you think about your family? Don't you think about the people you love, the people who love you? You genuinely believe that they'd be happier without you. Exactly that, yeah. And they don't seem to, why, people don't seem to understand that's the overriding no. feeling. Yeah, you feel like you're doing them a favour. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I, I mean, I've not, I've mentioned this before as well, I've not, I've been lucky enough. No one I know close to me has, has, has died. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I imagine it'll all come at once because yeah. I've not had anything like that yet. Yeah. But people I've spoken to that have had people close to them die, I, I get the feeling, I've said this before, you, that people, you don't, you don't get over it, you just work out a way of carrying it. Yeah, it's always with you. Yeah. It's always with you. I, I read this, I think it was maybe on Facebook or something, it, they described grief as that, you imagine a box, mm. the box, on the side of a the box there's like a button, which is the grief button. Right. And when something, and there's a ball inside, and that ball is the incident, so the grief is massive at the beginning, so it's yeah. always touching that button. But the ball gets smaller and smaller, and it just bounces around. But sometimes the ball hits that button, oh, and the right. feeling is exactly the same. Right, yeah. So this morning, you know, my heart was absolutely breaking yeah. into a million pieces in the same way it was when I was with the doctors and I said, we're going to turn your mum's machine off. Oh, it was exactly right. the same, you know. Um, it never goes. No. But also, you know, the, gr- the, the grief of losing my mum is just one of many other things mm. that play a big part in my own sense of trying to deal with whatever's going on in my brain and my mind yeah, yeah, and yeah. my heart, you know. Yeah. Um, be it my relationships, thankfully I'm in a happy one now. Lovely. And she's very nice. Um, but the relationships I've had in the past, the inadequacy I feel sometimes when I look at my dad, because, you know, <clears throat> My dad encapsulates what I've always imagined a man to be. Yeah. So when he I was epitome of masculinity. Yeah. And... yeah. So when I was growing up, he was the one who did the plumbing. He did the electrics. Yeah. And when he was a early twenties, he he beat up members from the National Front. You know. Oh, wow. He was, now he's a paramedic. And, yeah. And my mum's. Oh, died. you told me about your dad. Yeah. Don. They call him Don. Don. Yeah. Big Don. Big Don. Big Don. And he went what... around. Yeah. And everyone knew him. Everyone knew him. Yeah. Up to Lane, they still do. Yeah. He had his little, he had his gang of boys and they protect the street what? from National Front people. Wow. So he's a proper, proper, proper bloke. Proper bloke. But now, after losing mum, he's the one who's cooking and cleaning and calling me to make sure that I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he cries and... And he's, and he's, he's just accepted and yeah. that that's all part of being a man. Being, being what a man is. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, he came to this country when he was, he was 15. He's been working ever since. He's... He always played the role of the provider, and that's something that he can't get out of his head, that mm. I will provide. Even though, you know, I'm 34, my brother's 24, he still feels a duty of care. Of course. And he's yeah. like, I have to provide for my children. That's something that is never going to leave him. No. And sometimes I look at my dad and I think, fucking hell, by 34, he'd had two children, had a house repossessed, moved to another one. Wow. And what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get this joke to work. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's funny, people back then, they were doing adult stuff from like the age of 12. Yeah. Like, all the photos Insane. you see of them, they're all wearing suits and 
Yeah. They're all, they're, they're, all, they're doing 20 hour days yeah. in, a, in some shitty job, but they were like, well, no, this is what you do. Yeah. I've got kids. I've got, I need to keep a roof over their head. Yeah. This is what I yeah. do. Is the wiring. So eight, eight weeks ago, my dad broke his foot. Right. So he's been off work for eight weeks and it's driven him completely insane. He's like, I have to go to work. Yeah, okay. I don't know what to do with my dad. No, because that is so, it's yeah. so. Dr- yeah, so I said to him, Dad, you know, read something or watch something. He goes, I don't know how to do that because I have to work. Yeah. Whereas me, I'm like, eight weeks paid. Yes, please. <laughs> I'll take that any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just FIFA. Yeah, just FIFA nonstop. <laughs> FIFA and YouTube cat videos. <laughs> in a happy place that's it that generation because we didn't we would think that because I think that generation despite all their faults yeah. still protected us from how hard life actually yeah, is yeah yeah especially it's, back then yeah and so, so you know, there's that I always have that forebode, like sense of I'm never going to be as good as my dad like mm, in terms yeah. of what a man is especially now like now it's great we're talking about mental health and we should be doing this yeah. but sometimes I think about my dad and his generation the things they would have seen and had to put up with. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. What impact that had. And sometimes I think that about my mum as well, that I wish I had the frame of language and reference to know that my mum may have been suffering some sort of mental health crisis. Mm. But she was the one who would cry in the morning about something and cook, clean, shout yeah. at me, do the, you know, get up and just do stuff. And so sometimes I just feel like, am I letting the legacy of my parents down by just being this... Just floating a bit around. Soft. Yeah, just <laughs> fanning about. I don't want to do that. Oh, Dad, I'm just a bit sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad's like, I don't, didn't have time to be sad, mate. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what sad this is. You can't be sad when there's like water dripping on the top of your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got two choices. You'd be sad or wet. <laughs> wet. Which, Which one do you want? Do you want the, the tears to come from your eyes or from the roof? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? That real. The, and, but, but I was, I mean, I, I was never, when I, grew, when I was growing up, it never occurred to me to say to my mum and dad, are you all right? Yeah. Because I remember my mum being sad and, and, and being negative about my dad and they're always arguing. And, yeah. But it never occurred to me to go, are you, are you all right? Yeah. Because I was too busy being a dickhead teenager. Right. Hating them all. Hating everyone. Yeah. yeah. But also you probably didn't have the frame of reference. No. To know that this was a thing you talked about. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it was never. You yeah. Never, yeah. And, and so now I'm glad that stuff like this is happening. Mm. So like my brother, who's 10 years younger, is basically a whole generation. And I'm very open with him about this stuff. I'm like, look, make sure you talk about... Because yeah. in the family, he's the one that doesn't cry. Yeah, right. Me and my dad, were criers. Yeah. And he's not... It's, it's not, not in his thing. I don't know where he... Because wow, we're, we're an emotional Asian family. Like, I had this weird upbringing where I had quite an Asian upbringing, which is quite okay. exuberant, out there, show your emotions. Yeah. But I'm also English, and not just English, but private school English. Oh, wow. So you yeah. repress Jeez. every emotion constantly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? You're like the Duke of Paul. Paul has it. We're the same people, right? <laughs> stiff up a lip. And, yeah, all yeah. that stiff up a lip. Like, I, I remember, I used, to get, I used to get bullied at school. Who didn't? But I especially got bullied at school as like the brown, poorest kid in the school. Yeah, right. And one particular year, it was, I mean, it was really affecting me. I couldn't, couldn't make any friends. I went to Mr. Smith and he said, you're not here to make friends, you're here to make a future. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, All right, Mr. Smith. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, so I see myself out. And here's the thing, I've made a future, but I still have no friends. So <laughs> thanks for that, Mr. Smith. you got friends, man. I don't know if I've got friends. Yeah, you have. You've got me. I've got, 
What? Yeah. It's interesting you say this, right? I was talking to a mate of mine where I make a real distinction between friends and mates and acquaintances. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only very recently that I'd say, well, in the last four years that I've made my first proper male friend. Yeah, right. Someone you can hang out with and talk to. Yeah, and he actually said to me, he's a, a bit older, he's like four years older. And yeah, about six months ago, he said, you know, you're the first person that isn't my wife and that includes my family yeah. who've ever made me say I love you to them. Wow. And I was like, well, why is that? And he goes, men don't say I love you to each other. No. But you're right, actually. I've got a couple of mates now um, that I'm really close to, Marcus Bourbon being yeah. one, that we tell each other we love each other. When we leave, when we go, I saw him this morning, having a cup of coffee, we had a laugh and a chin wag. And then we had, love you, brother. And then we had a kiss. Yeah. And then I left. Yeah. And that's, yeah, but there's, there aren't many. No, not at all. Well, I've said, I love you to my female friends before. Yeah. Because it just seems like the right thing to do. Yeah. So it was, that was all fine. But I think men don't, we don't really say it to each other. I, no. I like saying I love you to men, but. Yeah. It started more, like, it's happening more now. Again, another guy, Paul Sweeney. That, yeah, good know, egg. Again, him, he and I, you know, we, we hug and kiss each other goodbye. So, yeah, love you, dude. See you later. And I like it. I like the fact that men are putting kisses on you in the messages to show yeah. that it's a nice message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. But this kind of, <clears throat> I think just just expressing those emotions in a small way. Mm. Uh, and I think it also helps that as a society we've become more accepting of LGBT communities. Yes. Which in a sense I think paves the way for people like you and me to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to say I love you. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Because no one's going to be like, oh, that's gay. Yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Whereas they would have done. Yeah, which they would have done, when yeah. I, even when I went to school. Yeah, uh, oh, God, yeah. I would have been bullied to death. I was already getting bullied at school. Yeah. It was an all-boys school. If I turned around and said to anybody, I love you, I'd be dead. Yeah. I'd be, yeah. be faggot, this, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd have gone nuts. And there's even, there's, there's guys I know now, there's a mate of mine, there's a mate of mine, uh, again, who I love very much. He's a top dude. His name's John. And he's a fucking dude, but little things like, he's still quite manly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other day we were doing a gig and we were leaving the gig and Jade had this suitcase that you drag along, you know, it's got handles, got wheels on it. And he wouldn't wheel it. He Damn held it. it with the handles. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 I'm not dragging that. It looks, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. And he walked and he walked off of it. Yeah, that perception. I'm like, wow, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's that perception. Still that, I oh, know I've got to maintain a level of manliness. If I pull that, I'm going to lose that little bit. Yeah. You know? If you're listening, John, I'm not taking the piss. Yeah. I love you very much. There, I've said it. <laughs> yeah. But also, by the same token, this is the other thing, the kind of ang angst I have sometimes, which I think there's a space for people like John. There needs to be. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. There has yeah. to be. Like, sometimes I think to myself, my, my partner and I, so my partner's bisexual, and I've said to her, she's, you know, I've said to her, if, you have, if anybody ever says anything to you for being bisexual, mm. I'll fucking punch them in the mouth. Yeah. He's like, no, you can't, you shouldn't be violent. You know, you shouldn't, you should, mm. you should control and da, 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 yeah. da. And sometimes I think, but surely you want someone who can yeah. protect you. Protect Maybe you. she doesn't want me to punch them because she'll be embarrassed at my attempt to punch someone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm punching. Yeah. Like a wet cotton bucket. <laughs> like a five-year-old going swimming trying to get out of the pool. <laughs> the bloke's just standing and what are you <laughs> doing? Yeah. I'm protecting my girlfriend. You're just making a You're just making scene. a splash, mate. Yeah. Yeah. 
maybe that's what it is. But I think there's a space for it. Like with my dad as well, yeah. he tells me all these stories about protecting his street and stuff. Yeah. I don't. I just need to protect myself from online trolls who keep calling me a fat rummish. Oh, mate. I think this comes up every episode. Social media is causing so many problems. So many problems. You yeah. know? And, it's, it, and yeah, and people like you said, like, like us, we get affected by that sort of thing. Like, you know, you're getting called names. Yeah. And people go, yeah, we just this name calling. And go, no, that's going to ruin my day. Yeah. And I, you know. It, if, if a tr- it's weird, isn't it? It's the uh, same thing happens at gigs. You go to a gig, you're smashing it, one person's not laughing. Mm. You focus, zone in on that one person. Yeah. And just like a troll, if a troll comes on and says, you're not funny. Yeah. You're just you're the you're the weak you're the least funny person on the podcast I listen to. Yeah, that it taps into the little voice that insecure yeah. voice in your head. Yeah. yeah, and people don't really realise the impact that their words have. No, but also you've got to be. I mean, God bless the mute button on Twitter. Oh man, and that you can mute words as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but people, I also, but I also feel sorry for them. Yeah, they feel the need to have to go out. and... Yeah. Say mean things, but Jade gets it all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. I she don't get it. it. I don't. I don't get it at all. Um, only if I get involved in something, then I get a bit of shit. But as soon as I see someone commenting and they haven't got their actual face as the avatar, yeah, I'm like, your argument's null and void, mate. Go fuck yourself. You've not got yeah. the balls to have your face. Yeah. So I'm not talking to that. What is that, Keanu Reeves? No, yeah. you go fuck yourself, yeah, yeah. mate. So. And then Keanu Reeves is on the other side. Is like I'm trying to tweet James. <laughs> just, <Adams>. trying to, <laughs> just trying to have a conversation. But he does look a fat rich. <laughs> <laughs> My God, bloody rich just turns up. <laughs> just swiping it away. <laughs> yeah, but there is that. There is. It's trying to find that balance between being open emotionally, yeah. and there's, like you say, there still is a place for that, for the manliness as well. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Like, like, like back going back to John, John, John is a very, uh, you know, we, like we hug when we see each other. He's a very, he's a very, you know, he's a very loving man. Yeah. But he displays that in ways of like he takes care of you. Yeah, you know, like a, like men do. Yeah, you know, like he'll he'll like he'll, he'll go, I'll get this. You know, and he'll, yeah. and he'll buy a drink or he'll, he'll like he's you know he's taking a load of furniture that we've got and he's storing it in his in his in his yard and it's yeah, like yeah. he does that and that's his way of going yep you're I accept you yeah and that's that's how I'm showing you yeah and also I think that there's especially like from a selfish perspective more kind of millennial perspective I it, there's a space to be that manly bloke because a manly bloke always knows a guy he, and he does. Do yes. you know what I mean? Like my dad knows a carpenter, a builder, a yes. mechanic, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to go on tradespeople and <laughs> depend on these five-star reviews. Yeah. Whereas my dad's like, yeah, he'll do it. He'll do it for half exactly the price. That, That's important. That is very important. I sound like I know someone. <laughs> yeah, you but do. I don't know anyone. You, you I know to, John. Yeah. And John knows know people. people. Yeah. You need to know people because those people you come do, in handy. Yes, and John is one of those people where yeah. he just goes, oh yeah, I know someone that can sort that yeah, out. Well, I earn my middle class money, you know. Yeah. I need to do an extension. Once he's introduced you to the guy, do you put the voice on to... to oh, what, so you don't sound like a... <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm like, what, yeah, what, yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on? And they're like, I'm bullish, don't. 
<laughs> what is this? I did that this morning in Quick Fit when I took the car in. Oh yeah. I was hung, I was hung over because I had a few last night. I got in and I'm, I'm trying to just give. I'm like, uh, listen, mate. I haven't got a phone at the minute for various reasons, and I know the car's getting serviced and MOT. I know it needs new front tires on the. Fr- I was like, it needs new front tires on the front. Reasons, it needs yeah. brakes. Let, let me do your job for you. Yeah, and the bloke just looks at me like. Just give me the keys. <laughs> Did you kick your own tires? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All that, yeah. That oh. was all about them. Go away. Yeah. It's all like, we because the sun's come out, our garden needs a bit of tidying up. Yeah. And some dad was like, oh, we need to cut the, uh, the branches off the tree. So immediately I went online. <laughs> whilst my dad foraged with some... Scissors? Yeah, well, scissors? Um, uh, shears. Shears! <laughs> oh my God, we don't even know that. <laughs> I was going to go secateurs. Secateurs. Yeah, of course you were, you posh twat. What were you going to say? I was going to go secateurs. Secateurs. <laughs> I mean, that's better than me going big scissors. Big scissors, big garden scissors. Big garden scissors. <laughs> and by the time I'd looked up, he was already in the garden just chopping them away. Of course he was. But in my brain, that's not a thing. No, you need to go and get someone to do get that. Get someone to do it. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, uh, my dad knows people. Yeah. And I don't know anyone. No, I know. I know John, and I'm glad I know John, because John yeah. knows people. Yeah. My next door neighbour, Bobby, uh, and he talks about I love the names of the people as well. John, yeah, Bobby, John, classic. Bobby. I used to, I used to work, at, work, I used to work selling t-shirts at festivals. There was a gang of guys that used to work there. So he had, um, yeah, they all had nicknames. So it was Mickey Afro. Yeah. And then there was Mickey Ginge. <laughs> For very obvious reasons. Black Mickey. Yeah, yeah, there was, there was, there was, uh, there was it, it was Big Dez. Big Dez? Big Dez, because he was eight <laughs> foot tall. He looked like a black Burt Reynolds. Oh, wow. He, looked, he was astonishing looking. Were all the names, uh, did they suit the people? Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, I knew when a bloke you... called Curly who was bald. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Blokes do that all the time, don't they? <laughs> yes. They yeah, call me Tiny yeah, sometimes. They call me like Slim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny Slim. <laughs> yeah. Get that. <laughs> I actually, I got, I got a mate called Simon, and he said he walked into a shop, and Simon's a vegan. He, he's, he's six foot odd, and he's a vegan. He's been a vegan for like thirty years. Wow! And he walks in. He looks like a really handsome Voldemort. Right. Right. He's, a, he's got stunning blue eyes, and he walked into this to this like I don't know what he was doing. It was like a proper manly shop, like a cement mixer shop or whatever. It was, right. right. Okay. <laughs> proper got, manly. Yeah, yeah, shop. yeah. Just cement mixers. <laughs> <laughs> and he went in, and the guy went, "Oh, big man." And he was overjoyed that this guy had given an immediate yeah um, like uh, a, a name to him, a nickname. And so, and, but also depends where it's coming. Like I, so I've been called a big man in shops around Chadwell Heath before, and it's like really great. I feel good. Mm. I went into Zara once. <laughs> Quite the opposite. <laughs> when he said call me a big man, I was like, oh, <laughs> we don't know you your can size, off, big man. <laughs> I was looking at trousers, and he kind of sorted over, and he goes, uh, the largest waist size we have is thirty six. This shop is not for the bigger man. I was like, you fucking. Oh, you. Yeah. I would have swung it. I'm going to fucking swing it. Yeah. it for those that are listening, Ishan uh, is showing us his way. I ought to. Anthony Joshua, watch out. Yeah, man. I am not going into a Weather Spoons on a Friday night with you. <laughs> I'm a thug, mate. Yeah, are you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't bless you. Think so. Bless you. Bless you. That's rude in Zara. Fuck him. Yeah, I'm rude. Yeah. I mean, it was funny, but it was also hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> and true. Like, I, I wasn't going to fit in anything. <laughs> yeah. But that's not the point. It's not the point. It's I'll the find principle. out for myself. I'll buy them. But there is that too, like, linked to that. There's the whole, like, body image thing. Because... Mm. Do you worry about what you look like? Yeah, I mean... 
Weirdly, all my life, <coughs> people have given me unsolicited comments about the way I look. And I think I get it disproportionately. I'm not sure why. Like, I remember once I was recording, this was years ago, I was in the bank, we were recording some promotional material for the bank. And the, uh, the producer of the, camp, the filming, he goes to me, oh, who is it? Who is it you remind me of? Oh, what's that? Um, uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. What? Just came out of nowhere. And I laughed it off, mm. but I still remember it. Yeah. And, you know, people... The classic thing as well, you know, if, you're, if I'm with someone, if I'm with a partner, I'll make your punching, or um, just comments about my size. Yeah. Um, and on the whole, I take it lightly, mm. but I'd be lying if I said I didn't think about my body image. I, I know exactly what you mean. People, we talk about men not talking about their feelings, but a lot of people I know, don't think twice about going, oh, putting on a bit, and yeah. tap my belly. Yeah, yeah. Gigs. Like other comics will go, oh, my tubs, what's going on here? Yeah. I'm like, oh. And then you have to laugh it off. Yeah, yeah. But that's in my head then. I'm like, and I go home and I'm like, oh, I got called fat again. Yeah, yeah, and then people will be like, well, you can do something about it, but it's just not as simple as that, no. is it? And you know, even with my, my girlfriend, you know, she's, she's so lovely to me. She always reassures me about, not even reassures, she just says, I really love the way you look. Yeah. But I, my response is always, yeah, but you shouldn't. <laughs> like this, I mean, why yeah. you shouldn't like this? Because you don't like Because I don't like it. So yeah, yeah, I could go and do something about it, but A, it's expensive, and I like burgers. I know, that's the thing. <laughs> I love burgers. <laughs> and then driving back from gigs. You're not, getting a, you're not getting a salad at 4am. No, you're not. The only thing that's around is a sandwich and a bag of crisps. Crisps. Which is magnificent food. Yes. But it comes but, at a price. And also, we're all going to die anyway. Yeah, there's that. I'd rather just die. I'd like to die with my feet still attached. I don't want to get diabetes and lose all my limbs. I just end up just a head. <laughs> just one head. Just a head. Rolling yeah. around. Pass me that sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> still fighting for the sandwich yeah, right yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to drive back from Hull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this headless thing. Well, they're making driverless cars. Yeah, just be a head in a bag. Driving the car. <laughs> Still doing it after all these all years. All these years. He's committed. But the thing is, you know, it's great. People like Anthony Joshua are there. They look amazing and it's wonderful and everyone loves him. Um, it's unattainable, isn't it, that? Well, yeah, yeah. And also, it's just, it's too much effort to get to that point. <laughs> you'd, have to, you'd have to be in the gym every day for yeah. hours. Yes. To, to get to that level. Yes. You know, that's his job. Yeah, our precisely. job isn't to look like that. Yeah. Our job is. To, if, I find it. I think if we were, if we look like Anthony Joshua trying to do comedy, it'd be even harder. Yeah, I'd make even more people not laugh. Give <laughs> <laughs> ah. them more of an excuse not to laugh at my shit. <laughs> yeah. He's not only shit. He looks great. He looks great. What a bastard! Yeah, what a prick! Put your shirt back on. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It is, you just got to try and. Wait, are we saying that people are laughing at my jokes? I'm ugly enough for it to be funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Comedians have to look away. I mean, you can still yeah. be good. Like, you're you're a good looking man, but there's. Am I? Yeah. Just push flick, you're flick very, my hair at the same you're time. Pretty. Oh, you thank pretty you. Pretty eyes. Pretty eyes. You have, yeah, you have a lovely. You have, this is obvious. You've got a lovely face. You've got a lovely face. Yes, yes, shit. <laughs> Got a lovely face. Face, personality. That's it, yes. Those are the two you I get. nearly said it as well. You've got a lovely face. <laughs> ah. 
God, I'm a victim of my own bullshit. <laughs> Your body's horrific. Yeah, but yeah, can I just... Can we put a towel around him so I can have a look at this? <laughs> Brown. Yeah. Blodge. <laughs> well, like I say, I look like... I feel I look like my body... Because my legs are all right, but my body looks like a big mound of chewed chewing gum. Yeah, been just to put on, put, on. A, put on a Twix. You have the same thing I have then, because I quite like my legs. Yeah. I think I've got yeah, decent yeah. legs. You've got good calves, man. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah. It's because the calves are carrying a lot of weight. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> really Every day is leg That's the secret. Every day is leg day like that, mate. fat. How <laughs> you get calves like that? A cycling? No. Be a fat bastard. Just <laughs> going downstairs <laughs> for a piss. <laughs> oh, all the cyclists are so good stuff now. Yeah, 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 there's you. <laughs> Your Schwarzenegger legs. Walking around. Oh, that's really oh, funny. Man. That works. There you go. <laughs> what a laugh we've had. Diet, just for legs. You, yeah, if you want good calves, yeah. make sure you're carrying at least 20 stone. <laughs> around on top of them. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> See, it's good to talk. <laughs> it's really good to talk. <laughs> I, I, don't know, but I don't know how, compared to other podcasts, whether we've laughed more or whether I should... It's no. been a lot more touching in this podcast. There has been, hasn't yeah, yeah. it? This is, this is, I feel compelled to touch Isha. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm a very touchable bloke. You are. That's, and that, I'm, I, this is what I always used to say, so, well, I'm quite tactile. Yeah, I'm quite tactile. And so, now yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be tactile anymore. I don't, be, I don't want people to misconstrue what I mean. I always did it as a kind of like a reassurance, to, you know what I mean? Like going like, I'm, at, I'm not a threat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm your friend. And also, like, I quite like being tactile because it gives me a sense of belonging. Just that connection. Just that connection. Yeah. Like, you're someone I trust and we mm. trust each other and it's yeah. fine and we're not, yeah. And there is that, you know, people always say, when, how do you know when to hug or how do you know when to shake yeah. hands? And I, I especially struggle with that when I'm around, like, babies and children. Because the truth is, I absolutely love babies and children. Yeah, and I wanted yeah, to be a dad for a yeah. long time. But even saying it, I feel uncomfortable. True. When you said it, I went, yeah, in my head, I went, yeah, me too. And then I went, oh, God. God, yeah, right. And I think, uh, since I was 24, I've wanted to be a dad. Mm. That's very specific. Yeah, basically, I've got a younger brother. Okay. Who's 10 years younger. Yeah. And when he was 14, I asked, we were going to do something together. And he refused. Right. Because he's a 14-year-old that wants to do his own thing. Yeah. And it broke my heart so much. Uh, and I was like, oh, he's forcing the tipping point then, where he goes from baby to... Yeah, for, for, for him, in, in my head, that's what happened at 14. He was just like, oh, I can do something without my older brother... Oh, I see, yeah. ...being yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. and do my own thing. So at that point, I was just like, oh, yeah, he's going to be like a teenager and an adult. Well, he doesn't he's not need baby. you anymore. doesn't need me. I don't need to feed him, care for him anymore. I need a baby. I, that's what I need. I need a baby. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. And so, I, you know, when I'm around babies or children, I want to play with them right, yeah. and hang out with them. And yeah. Because I just love the fact that kids have no boundaries. Yeah. And, like, everything is amazing to them. But I can't really, given what's happened in society... Mm. Uh, well, it is that society's perception. Yeah, it's perception. And yeah. I've got to be wary of it. Yeah. Um, and I don't, know, I don't know if that's entirely fair, because I think... Fathers, potential fathers and men, can be just as doting on their children as mothers can. Of course. And yeah. whilst I don't doubt having lost my own mum, a special bond that mothers may have with their children, you know, because you're in there for nine months and you've got an mm. umbilical cord and all this stuff, fathers also have 
Like my dad absolutely and utterly dotes on me. Yeah, well, that way, the fact that he stepped up and yeah, you know, continues to even now you're an old you know you're an older man. Yeah, he still treats you as he's still like no, I still have to provide. Yeah, he still feels like he has to provide. He wants to give me a hug. He wants to give me a kiss, and I will always be his child. Yeah, because. That's what I am. That's the yeah. relationship. It will always be that. The same with my lads. Yeah. Like someone said to me, well, they're older now. I'm like, no, it'll ne- for me, it will never go away. Yeah. If they if they ring me and say, Dad, I need I need whatever, I'm like, yeah, fine. Done. Sorted. Yeah. There and then. It's just, I was talking, you know, I bought this vlogging kit. Mm. And I just mentioned it to my dad yesterday. And my dad just said to me, I've been wanting to buy you something for your birthday for the last five years. You've kept refusing. Please let me buy this. Amazing. I kept saying, I kept saying, hey, just transfer the money into my account. Go, do what you want with it. Fantastic. And I just thought, well, yeah, that's his instinct. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, he would love for me to have a child because uh, he wants to be a granddad, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I myself would love to have a child too. Yeah. Um, and when I see my friends with their kids, they're always like, oh, you're so good at handling the baby and da 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 But publicly, it's not really something I can... No. No. It's very difficult, isn't it? It's when you're on a plane or you're on a somewhere and there's a kid popping over the seat. You're like, yeah. hey, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, straight away in your head, you're like, they're going to think I'm a pedo. Oh, yeah, how much more yeah. can right. I play with Yeah, them? yeah, yeah. So that, in a, I mean, that instance, you know, should not be tactile. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, if the parent is looking at me thinking I might be a pedo, I'm like, look, I think what you need to do is look at the profile of what Asian paedophiles like, and it's normally northern white working class girls, <laughs> which your baby isn't. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh, my God. Cut that. <laughs> That's going on the extras. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, your kid doesn't fit. The You're sorry. Yeah, your nah. kid's just a kid that's cute. Sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice try, though. I mean, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Duck. Uh, that's, is that the worst thing that's been said? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> what an avenue to go down. Sorry. No, you're fine. We've yet to cover paedophilia. <laughs> We interrupt this podcast to remind you to get your tickets now for the South End Comedy Festival, Sunday, the 23rd of June. Guest starring my good friend, Mr. Bobby Mayer. Tickets are only a fiver. Click the link on the episode description for this show. Do it while you listen. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
it is funny, isn't it? It's that, yeah, you know, you you just you're just a nice guy. You want to be nice to people, basically. Yeah. I want to be nice to everyone, and mm. I think everyone's got something to give. Whether you're a baby or whether you're an old person, yeah, the whole gamut of experiences is something for us to learn from. Yeah, um, and you'd be great as well because you're older. You're in your thirties. Yeah, you're you're ready. Whereas I have my, I mean, I love my boys, but I was very young when I had them. I had my first one, I was 20. Wow. So I was still a kid myself. But you're basically like an older brother to them then. Yeah, so yeah, so it got. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah, my two lads, yeah, I feel more, I'm more like their mate. Do you have any daughters? No. Okay. I'm so pleased. No disrespect. Do you, I was going to say, could, I actually do quite want a, daughter, want a daughter, but I wonder whether I would be inadvertently sexist in my approach as a father insofar as I'd be like no I have to protect my daughter a bit more than my son oh, I see yes I, yes, know what little, yes I know what boys are like and which is exactly where I was going just then yeah. that's because that's how I've been brought up is to women need protecting which I know is absurd yeah but that's how I was brought up women need protecting and not in a not in a shitty they're not allowed to do anything yeah why, because they're women it's like no no I know the world is awful and I just don't want you to be, yeah. I don't want you to be sullied or ruined by it. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I think for me, what I find quite interesting and curious is that sometimes, you know, I read stories about women who feel under threat. You know, sometimes I feel like the conversations around what men are like in public has swung a bit too much the other way where mm. everyone's constantly scared of men, men are going to do this, men are going to do that. Yeah. And I feel shit about it because I'm like, hold on a minute. I don't want to say the whole not all men thing, but, mm. you know, you can't, we can't live in a society where you're so afraid of, the possible sexual assault by men. Yeah, that's awful. It doesn't, but it doesn't help when you're saying all men. Yeah, constantly. Because then you're going to make everybody. Yeah, culpable and yeah, you know, part and on of the edge, and no one will talk yeah. to anyone else. But at the same time, like I've just admitted to you, if I had a daughter, I would be worried about. Well, this is the thing, and that's the yeah. thing. It's like, well, which side do I choose, mate? This is the thing. I've been a fucking shithead in relationships. Nothing, not, I've not been, you know, I've not never sexually assaulted anybody, I've never done that, but I've been shit yeah. in a relationship. I've, I've, I've been dating two people at once and I've messed around I've done yeah. it and I've not been the best. I've taken out my, my shit on the person yeah. that I'm, I'm in love with. And I don't, wouldn't want my daughter to be with someone that old, the, the old version of me. I yeah. wouldn't want, I would fucking hate someone to be with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, but the thing is, we've all we've all made mistakes in relationships, yes. you know, and we've all not been the best version of ourselves in various different situations. And that's what age and growth and maturity does to you. Yes. You learn from those things. Um, <clears throat> but I think this is also important to say, particularly on podcasts like this, that men also get a shit deal sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. Of course, you do. Well, like you said and earlier. I'm testament to that. You know, my last three partners all cheated on me, and one of them cheated on me three times. Holy shit! Uh, the last three. Yeah. Good lord. One and the first one who kicked it all off uh, broke up with me during sex. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because it's fucking ridiculous. You have to explain how that went down. How did you? How did you? Were you in the middle of doing it? We're, we're in the middle of sex. Yeah. In 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 the position I believe to be called the missionary. Okay. Normal. And also the only one I can do. Um, <laughs> well, what else do you want to do? <laughs> you want to swing from the lights. <laughs> We've already talked about this issue. We are talking about this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. got strong calves. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> we're having sex, and then she'd broken up with me a few times before, believe it or not, for being overweight. 
You're kidding. We were the same size. Like, once she spe- didn't speak to me for two weeks because I looked fat in a picture. What? I've always been quite curvaceous and big. Yeah, you are, yeah. But sh- all my I don't believe I just said that. <laughs> yeah, you are fat. Anyway, you are a fat boy. Yeah, yeah, go on in tubs. Carry on. On. <laughs> I'm all ears. I'm go on, like Mr. You. Blobby. Anyway, go on. But all my partners are pretty much, I mean, they'd be described as slim, thin girls. Right, okay. Uh, anyway, so she broke up with me a couple of times. We're having sex, and then she says, stop, stop, stop. I said, oh, what's going on? Am I, am I too big? <laughs> she goes, yeah, oh, actually, yeah, yeah. You haven't done, you have done anything about the weight. So then I stopped, and I was about to, like, eject. And she said, no, what are you doing? And I said, what do you mean? And she goes, well, you need to, I want to... I want to finish. I want to finish. Even though you've just... <clears throat> right, so I... I was in such a weird headspace. Mm. Karen having sex, she climaxed. I rolled over, obviously, no pun intended. I rolled over <laughs> and she got dressed and left. Oh my God. But the key thing is there, I, I made her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, right. I mean, yeah, despite yeah. everything, you're not. Despite everything, I'm not, yeah, you know, got, yeah. I'm a professional. Got your standards, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. You're fucking hell. You, and then she left and you yeah. were just sat you just laying there on your own. Yeah. How the fuck did you get your, you might, no wonder your self-esteem was through the floor. Well, yeah. With shit like that going on. Yeah. And then the next one after that was, you know, she, uh, she was my first significant partner after my mum passed when I said to her, look, this could be a really serious thing mm. because the way I love now is so different from the way I would have loved before. Mm. Now, my mum's not here. It's yeah. not that I'm trying to replace that, but certainly who I am has fundamentally changed. It's like, yeah, 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 fine, fine, fine. And within three months, I caught cheating on me. Oh. And then two more times after that. Wow, man. Um, and what did you say the last time was the last story? Like, fuck this. She just, everything was, she was constantly lying. She was just a bad person. Mm, yeah. Um, and she's a psychiatrist now who's, believe it or not, a mental health advocate. She is? Yes. What? She, <laughs> she's recently sat on a parliamentary group thing about mental health education in the, in the UK. Oh, one can only assume that she's looked at herself and gone, oh, I don't want to be this person anymore. I, I don't know. I don't know. But this is the thing. It's society rewards yeah. you for pretending to be a version of yourself that you're actually not. Fuck me. And when I see her doing things on things like the BBC yeah. and everywhere else, honestly, I feel like punching a wall. I bet you do. Because it's like... She will never talk about the impact of her actions no. on someone else's mental health. Yeah, but then she's up there waxing lyrical yeah, about mental about health. What we should be doing. Yeah, good care, self-care and all this stuff. The final straw was, and it's amazing how whether you believe in God, fate, whatever. I was talking to some mates about going to Iceland. Mm. Uh, and what she used to do, she used to have this habit of turning her phone off because she had to quote unquote revise for exams. Mm, okay. Uh, because she was studying to become a consultant psychiatrist. Okay. Uh, we're talking about going to Iceland. I go on a hashtag Iceland on the Instagram to just look at some places. Mm. And I see a picture. I'm like, oh, there's a familiar face on this picture. And it turns out it's my ex out there with her ex-boyfriend, her sister, her cousins and their partners in one big family holiday. I was in Edinburgh two days before my birthday, this is. Wow. Uh, and I thought, I'm not going to go for her. I'm going to message one of the other people on there to find out when they went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've been told oh, that she's on exam. She told me they went two weeks previously. Yeah. And that was the final straw. I was just like, that level of deceit. Wow. And lying. Mm. And she was just like, no, it was from two years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, well, two years ago, we, we were together. <laughs> like, it's you know still I mean? wrong. It's still, do you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't make a difference. But. Holy shit, man. And so, and then the one after that who I met in Edinburgh, she 
then uh, cheated on me with someone at the Labour Party conference, which I later found out was a hotbed for sexual activity and anti-Semitism. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Anti-Semitism no, I mean... makes people horny, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, at least they're doing things. When they break up with you, when they, when they're, it's quite interesting the way Mate, they do, honestly, I've got doing. stories for days, but it's just... <laughs> my heart's been shut on a million yeah, times. Mate, fuck me. I mean, no, normally it's like, I actually just met... The guy came round to... Fixed the kitchen. Yeah, someone. She was banging him. John. Yeah, John. No, it's not John. John, John comes around. <laughs> he knows a man. He, he, you know, she knows about when she sees one. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, man. Fuck me. You've got daughters, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But two daughters. But yeah. I, How old are they? Um, my oldest is thirty-one. Uh, Okay. What? So, uh, yeah. Really? So you were spinning. Yeah, we're in a very similar situation with the. Um, oh wow! Were you early twenties then? When you had with your... the unusually early. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was eighteen. Um, Holy shit! You were eighteen. Yeah. Wow. Now I know why it's called the original digital. Teen dad. <laughs> but I've um, I have given her that lecture. I was thinking that you were talking about earlier. That kind of I know what blokes are like. So, I know what blokes are like. Yeah. So because I was one. I was one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't trust them, which is. Silly. And how's the younger one? Uh, she is 24. Okay. That's your wife, mate. That's my, yeah, 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 my yeah. brother's yeah. age, yeah, okay. Yeah. And my um, younger son is 14 today. That's why I was asking whether or not this is the tipping point. He's not going to be a baby anymore. So. Do you still yeah, see him as a baby? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. 14 uh, probably would be different now. 14 is the tipping point. Yeah, go home and 14 is the tipping point. I feel like you it feel is. like you're a grown up. Yeah. I remember being 14, thinking I was the boy. I was like, yes, this is it. Wait, I don't need so my parents. You must have felt like grown men when you had a kid at 18 and 20, respectively. Yes. Is that felt a bit foolish, to be honest. It was, uh, yeah. Right. You kind of... Fully thought out, to be honest. You just didn't, you just sort of got on with it. Mm. I, I felt, you just went, well, this is happening. Okay, just do it. You're not with your son's no. mother. Are no. you still with your... No, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay. no. She left quite early on and then I brought up my daughter. Oh, yeah. right, okay. And how was that? Like, did you, did your daughter feel like she needed a mother figure around, or did you feel like she needed one? Um, she, she was very, very young, and then and my wife, I'm married to now, came along when she was three. So, okay. Uh, yeah. She's basically mum. Uh, yeah, yeah. So right. she's mum. Yeah. Wow. How interesting. Did you know that? No. See. I <laughs> tease this he stuff out. He brings it out, and everyone, this is what he does. <laughs> you have to actually pull the, any information out of me. I just sort of sit there. He's, he's, repressed. He gives me nothing. Yeah. He, tells, he doesn't even say well done. <laughs> like we like sometimes you feel like your dad like you're coming out. Like, oh, was that all right? He's like, yep. <laughs> but Paul just heard me talk about getting broken up with during sex. He's like, all bets are off the table now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I can't oh, yeah. talk about nice. anything. <laughs> I've I I've been a shit in most of my relationships. There's only been a couple where I haven't, and they've been shit to me. There was a girl I was seeing, and and she said, I remember her saying to me, she goes, oh, I think it's time you bought me bought me a present. And I went, right. okay. Yeah. And then went and bought her a load of stuff, like a watch and, a, and this clothing, and went and did it. And then I remember she was showing me some photos. This is how far away, far long ago. Photographs. Yeah. And she showed me, she goes, oh, this is this, this is that. And I'm like, oh, who's this? this oh, that's my mate's motorbike. You know, I used to, I used to knock around with him years yeah. ago. I'm like, oh, cool, cool, cool. That's the skirt I just bought you. <gasps> no, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, it fucking is. That's the skirt I just bought you. 
She went, no, that's from years ago. I went, fuck you, you fucking piece oh, of shit. shit. So she'd been knocking off this fireman or whatever he was, yeah. Flipping yeah, heck. Yeah, yeah. And I just went, well, that's just karma for me being a dickhead. Well, so, sometimes I think that, because there was only one time in my life, I wasn't, I wasn't a dickhead, but there was like overlap mm. between yeah. people. Right. And sometimes I feel like oh, maybe I get punished for that. Mm. But then also you think, well, that's not a thing. It's like, absurd. Is that, 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 I, yeah, I, mine was never, I never was walking around going, look at me. Two people on the go at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legend, it was always like it was oh, a stress. God, why haven't you got the balls to just say to someone, "I'm not feeling this anymore." Yeah, I really like this person. I can tell you why I didn't have the balls, mate. Because you were too busy draining them out, weren't you? It's arm wrestle. <laughs> it's punch each other in the face. Never pint in weather spoons. Um, yeah, it was never, I was never proud of myself. It was completely stressful and horrible. Yeah. And, and of course it always ended up with them finding out. And of course it always it did. looked like you were just being a prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't have the common decency to be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was, did, you were a coward, you know. I, I mean, that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah, and that's what happens, yeah. Mm. Sometimes it's cowardice. I think in the case of my previous partner, there's just bad people. Just bad people. Bad people who wanted, you know, just tell me you don't want to be with me instead of just stringing me along because yeah. I'm a nice, emotionally sensitive guy and you you like that part of our relationship. Yeah. Um, so she did, right in the middle of... Right. Sex. <laughs> yeah, she right, did. Right. <laughs> not now. <laughs> no, not now. That's the yeah. thing. But, the, the, also, but that says what a gentleman you are when you went, of course, I'll allow yeah. you to finish. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. My, Continue. My, my, my sexual prowess should not be undermined in this situation. No, that's right. Do you know, when I was... Um, so the, my first kiss was when I was 18, and mm. I ki- didn't kiss anyone again until I was 21. Really? And between those years, mm. uh, I actually read a book in the library about how to perform cunnilingus. Did you? Yes. And let me tell you, that was well invested time. <laughs> <laughs> you read the manual on it? <laughs> yeah. Did you? Yeah. Have <laughs> you um, not done it before that? No. No? Just read the book and went, okay. Yeah. You didn't have the book that, with you that, when you were doing That was an Asian yeah. academic in me, you know. Get, get the <laughs> yeah, diagram. I'm going to learn this properly. <laughs> learn this properly. Learn about the vulva. Learn about the clitoris. Learn about all that stuff. the vulva as well. <laughs> Nothing gets a woman hornier than... Yeah. Hey, anyway. babe. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Let's go vroom, vroom on your vulva. <laughs> yeah, you weren't sitting there with the book resting on her while you're like flicking through, like, flick through the pages and then, okay, so if I just put my tongue here. Yeah, you know, so basically it was hidden. hold this. <laughs> it was hidden in between my economics textbooks. Because I, I had to invest the time. I didn't even know there were books about it. Oh yeah, there are. There really? Are. Yeah. Mate, I did. I went, I went to the, um, the like sex studies yeah. part of the library. Oh, I bet those. I bet those drawings were fascinating. Very fascinating. <laughs> anatomically, nobody's genitalia—I mean, nobody's genitalia looks nice anyway. But no, I don't anatomically, know how it's even worse because when they what they do is they layer it. They layer it so you see the membranes and you see the nerves and yeah, everything. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see that bit. No, of course not. But then I, I did learn where the nerve endings were, so that was useful. <laughs> <laughs> I did a podcast with someone. I did it. It was on Rosie Wilby's um, the breakup monologues. And there was a woman on there, I'm really sorry, but I can't remember her name, a novelist, uh, an author, sorry, not a novelist, she was an author. Right. And she was explaining about what the, the vagina is actually like. And it's actually like the clitoris 
goes, it's not just the front bit. Yeah. It goes all the way along. Like, yeah. And, it, and I was like, holy shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the only sort of, sexual organ. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow. I had no idea mm. that that, I just thought it was the front bit, the little man in a boat. Yeah. The only bit on a <laughs> ma- male or female body that's expressly there for sexual pleasure. Really? Yeah. And I if s- we were women, so our penis would be the clitoris. Yeah. If we were, yeah, but it would only, it wouldn't, you wouldn't piss out of it or anything. No, of course not. No, the only not. thing it does is to serve pleasure. Pleasure, yeah. The pleasure button. The pleasure button. Fantastic. <laughs> we can't call it that either. La- we're it. laughing and learning. Laughing and learning. Yeah. So much. we've gone from, we've gone from <laughs> my mum's death anniversary to clitorises. <laughs> Who says I don't have range? <laughs> <laughs> and terrorists. We started with terrorists. <laughs> Some terrorism with, stuff early um, doors. Bombers. Oh, mate. Mate, we've covered it all. Absolutely covered it But this is, a, this is, it's good to have these, to, to have these conversations and, and these conversations, this is how we, this is what, this is what happens yeah. when you're talking to someone and you're getting along and you're having a couple of drinks and yeah. you just, the, the conversation goes all over the place yeah. and you cover all manner of bases and out, and then from that, you come away from it and go, oh, I feel better. I had, a, I had a chat, had a laugh. Yeah. It wasn't po-faced. We talked about some bits and bobs, but yeah. we had a laugh as well and. And that's, I think those are the conversations that should be happening. Because when you hear people go, oh, we should be talking more, sounds quite serious and yeah. co-faced and academic almost. Yeah. It's sort of like, yeah we, yeah, we should be sitting across from each other earnestly yeah. having conversations. Yeah. I think it's especially important as men, but also, and I, you know, you know that I, I don't really get wound up about things like race very often. No. But it's especially important for... Asian men and black men actually to talk about this stuff because yeah. growing up the my identity as a man was defined for me right. so it was defined for me by society it was defined for me by what my parents expected as parents yes. but also what my parents expected of me as immigrant Asian parents and a big part of that is you get on you become successful you do well mm. right? you get the best grades you get the best jobs because that ultimately not only serves you well in life but serves you well to become a better partner. Yeah. Because as a partner, your job is to provide. Yeah, right. And even if your partner is a um, <clears throat> you know, successful woman in her own right, yeah. one day she will have children and she will have to play the role of mother, at which point you need to be able to provide for the family. So growing up, I had all these pressures of identification of who I should be as a man. And it is undeniable that you're not going to meet all those objectives at yeah. some point. You're only, hu- you're only human. Yes. And the people that do superficially meet those objectives actually miss out a lot of very important things from their own emotional intelligence and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. right? So for me, doing something like this as a man is very important. Doing something like this as a man who is already quite emotionally sensitive mm-hmm. is important. But especially as an Asian man who's quite proud of his Asian heritage. Yes. I also do recognize that within the Asian community, there's a reason why there's so many Asian doctors and entrepreneurs, because that is what you're built You're with. told to, that's what you're... But I would be very surprised if sometimes those men aren't thinking, I wish I wasn't doing this, mm. but I don't know anything better. Because no. if I did anything different, it would disappoint my parents. Right. It would disappoint my community. Yeah. It would be an insult to my immigrant history. Like, you know, it's, I get to do comedy yes, because, and the language there is interesting as well, I get to do comedy, I'm yeah. allowed to do They comedy. allow you to do it, yeah. your, your community. Yeah. Your, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But I know that <clears throat> there'd be loads of people who'd be like, that's not something I would ever, ever consider. No. Because my parents might lose face, they might lose respect. So that's, yeah, there's a lot of that, there's a lot of... Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, when you're, when you, bring, you bring... Shame to the, Shame on your family. Yeah, bring shame on your family. Mm. But then also there's a religious aspect. You know, mm. I'm not really pra- practicing Muslim no. anymore. But in a Is slum, it still within you a little? Well, I've got family members who are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And family members who will sit me down and talk to me about the importance mm. of brown dry January, a.k.a. Ramadan. right Um, like in Islam for example there's something called deen and deen is your wholeness okay right and they say your wholeness is completed by you undertaking a number of activities following the five pillars being a good person but half your deen is completed by getting married oh right so there's this whole pressure for you as a Muslim as well yeah to get married. And is it arranged marriage or I mean I don't know anything about it well I mean not really I mean no that, that there's a class division with arranged marriages. Okay. Uh, there's the lower class division, which is arranged forced marriages. Right. And there's the upper class, which is, I'm going to introduce you to a nice girl. Okay. And Got you. Sometimes, when I reflect on it, I think, actually, it's quite a good idea. If your families get on, yeah. that's half the battle fucking won. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, yeah. you, you find people who have the same kind of expectations of life and everything, mm. and that might work well. But in any case, with all these pressures... I know that in terms of society, my parents, my community, my Asianness, my Muslimness, mm. there are so many notes I haven't hit in terms of what an archetypal man should be yeah. that it absolutely wreaks havoc sometimes with my own sense of belonging and who I am. Of course. Yeah. But at the same time, the notes I have hit, I feel delighted with. You know, I'm happy with the kind of person I am. Yeah. But sometimes I look at the people I love and care about, and sometimes I wish. Maybe I was different. Maybe I did do things mm. the way my... Like, for example, my cousin's got married. He's just had a kid. He lives at home with his mum and his dad. They've all got money together to extend the property, make it bigger, and everyone lives together. Right. And the wife contributes. And it works for them. Yes. And it's a beautiful thing because you're like, you know, the whole family stays together. No one's alone. I don't know if that's something I could do. I don't know no. whether that's something I'm comfortable with doing. But now my mum's not around, and I look at my dad, and I think to him, well, I don't want to leave him alone either. No. And I remember speaking to my dad a couple of weeks ago. I said, Dad, you know, you're nearly 60, and it's been five years since my mum died, a.k.a. your wife. Mm. <laughs> um, maybe you should meet someone. Mm. And he said, well, here's the truth. I loved your mum, but she put me off the idea of marriage forever. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> What a wonderful way. <laughs> I loved her. In a sense, but I was like, I miss her, but I'm yeah, glad I'm not married I'm to her. I'm done with that, mate. I'm out of the woods. <laughs> Bless her. Wish she was here. But. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. But he also feels it too. He's also like, you know, I. what would the community say if I met someone now? Right, okay. What so would they be, say? So I'm like, it, Dad, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. You're 60 years old. You know, if you want to meet someone... Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, but it's really insulting to your mum's legacy. I'm like, says who? Yeah. As your sons, we're saying, I think you should. Yeah. Primarily for your sake, I don't want you to be alone. Selfishly, I don't want him to be alone. Yeah, because no, no. I can't, you know, when I'm with my, my girlfriend in Lancaster, when I go and visit her, I'm still worrying about my dad mm. being alone. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, there's a whole load of pressures that come. Of course. When you're but do you feel, well. there's a side of it as well where... 
you've you had the wherewithal to go actually I don't want to do this the, I don't want to follow that path that's set out for me already I want to do my own thing I want to be I want to get out there and do something I want to do because I don't want to be miserable I don't want to work in a bank because I would be yeah. I would be truly sad I was really look, I was very lucky with the parents I had especially my mum because although my mum she had insanely high expectations for me yeah. right so when I was six years old, my ambition was to become an ambassador. Wow. I was in class, everyone was like, fireman, policeman, plumber. This idiot comes out with ambassador. Why? Did you have flags on your bike? Yeah, because three of my uncles <laughs> were ambassadors. They'd send cars to pick us up. Yeah, my mum's right. family were all very, very well educated, highly successful people. You know, I knew about the World Bank when I was seven because my uncle was the chief economist at the World Bank. Mm. Right? Okay. So I grew up with having this expectation. But at the same time, my mum was always like, you should pursue creative things because I want to raise a son and a man who is creative as well. So I was a Bollywood dance choreographer for 11 years. Were you? Yeah. What? Did you not know this? No. Really? No. Mate, that would have stayed in my head. Yeah, I was a Bollywood dance choreographer for about 11 years. You're kidding, a no. choreographer as well? Yeah, dance choreograph. I had my own dance troupe. Uh, I was especially well known for being a wonderful female dancer. Holy shit. Yeah. I'd wear wigs and stuff and dress up. Really? Yeah. And you loved it. And I you... loved it. My mum loved it. My dad loved it. They're like, this is fucking great. Go and do it. I wanted to do it professionally, but my mum was like, that's not a stable thing to do. No. Get yourself a stable job. Yeah. Earn the yeah. money and then do what you want. Yeah. My Which son's is... a dancer and a dance yeah. choreographer and a teacher. And he, he yeah. probably has a better body than me, though. Mate, yeah. 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 <laughs> he has a better body than anyone. I look at him and I go, there's no way you came out of my nads. That's one thing I love about Bollywood. You don't need a particularly good figure to be able to do it. <laughs> no barriers to entry. You look spectacular. You look so amazing. Yeah, so, so you're not, yeah. yeah. You, I didn't know that. You distract people from your body with, yeah, by wearing yeah. colourful clothes. By wearing these incredible colours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And having yeah. 50 other people with you. So I had that, you know, my parents were very encouraging of all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So whenever, if I, whatever serious job I had, I had very serious jobs, you know. I was a private banker, I did wealth management with celebrities, I was a policy advisor in government, I was a speechwriter to the CEO of HSBC. Wow. These are serious jobs. Yeah. But at the same time, I was also like Bollywood dancing or acting or whatever. Wow. Um, and my parents were very encouraging of it, but yeah. basically it was after my mum died a couple of years later, I was just like, I, I think I'm done. Mm. I just want to do comedy and make, make the best of it. Yeah. Uh, because my mum died so suddenly, mm kind of shocked me into thinking, what if I bemoan going into work? And my dad, he was worried. Of course, yeah. He was worried, but... And rightly so, because comedy is it's fucking hard. It's hard, man. It's hard. But touch wood, five years in, I'm in a very good place. Yeah. Can be, in terms of comedy in my career, and it's my main source of income. Smashing it. It's going all right. Yeah, man. So I'm just going to keep going. And maybe if there is such a thing as people on the other side or whatever, maybe my mum is... Blessing that journey. Yeah. And, and I but she'd to, only want the best for you. Of course she would. Of course she would. And if you're happy. Yeah, precisely. And this, I, I used to, my brother and I reflect, I used to play this game with my mum where I'd always be like, so it's me and my brother. And I'd be like, mum, who's better looking? And she said, my brother. I said, mum, uh, you know, who's the better cook? Everything. She'd always pick my brother. Mm, yeah. The only question she ever picked me for was, mum, who's funnier? Right. It's like you. <laughs> and so maybe that's the reason why I'm just like, yeah. 
I'm just going to do this. Yeah, making your mum proud, be yeah. funny. Trying to, anyway. <laughs> Trying to. It's going all right. Mate. I think you're, you're smashing it, mate, and your mum would be incredibly proud of you. I hope so. Yeah, I think I so. so. And I know it's a tough day for you. And, yeah. But that, the way you talk about it, the way this, you talk about the ceremony and what you did, and, and I thought that was beautiful. But yeah, no, with my mum, I mean, I had to bury her. So me and my brother had to climb into the grave and they lowered her body in a burial shroud. So you and your brother are in the grave. In the grave. And then they, they, they lower her body. Yeah. They lower you down onto you. Into, you, into right. our arms. It's yeah. not a coffin. No, she's in a, in a shroud. In a shroud, wow. And then you lay her to rest. And I talked about it in the show, my last That's show. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, because uh, it was powerful, mm. but also logistically quite tricky because me and my brother are quite fat. <laughs> and it's quite a narrow How about wide is it? Yeah. Is it not that wide? Is no, it's not that wide. It's, it's six foot deep, but it's not, it's not massively wide, no. no. And boy, logistically, <laughs> I talk about in the show how at one point I was just a bit worried I was about to teabag my dead mum. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't, couldn't find the angles. <laughs> I'm going to drop her in a minute. I'm going to yeah. Drop, I'm just, yeah. Oh, I ended up dropping, dropping her, basically. No. Yeah. Unfortunately, because I couldn't, I can't touch my toes, so I'm not going to lower this body all the way down. <laughs> and there's nowhere to move. There's nowhere to move. And you've just got a. I just got a. Just wait. Oh God. So. What? I mean, <laughs> I dropped her and I kind of patted her head and I'm really sorry. Sorry, mum. And the thing is, since the thing, she would have laughed. Her fucking she would have. She would have been you fat bastard. Yeah. Still the funny one. Huh? Still the funny Still one. Still the funny Even one. Even it's the worst day of your life. <laughs> life. You're doing the most, the worst, unimaginable, awful thing, thing you yeah. have to do. Yeah. And you're still a fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you left an arse print in the dirt? Yeah, I left an arse print in the dirt on the other side. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't fit. I just wedged myself in. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, and then to climb out of the ladder was so hard. <laughs> a, because my mum was there, but also I'm climbing upwards from a grave where I've just laid it to rest. And yeah. I'm... I had dirt on my forehead, dirt on my ass. And you're crying and... You're crying. It was just... Because I was embarrassed I couldn't bend to touch my toes. Oh, mate. <sighs> and then you went in there. And technically it was her fault because she'd feed me. <laughs> so... You brought it to yourself, Mum? Yeah, yeah. There's too many chapatis in a week. <laughs> too so much... Dal. Yeah, rice and chapatis. And yeah, dal. It's like, yeah, it's just a carb nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So if you want me to bury you properly, feed, feed me less. That's the message for my any Asian listeners tonight. Yeah. Make sure your parents feed you less so that so when you, you bury give them, them a proper send off. Give a proper send off. Not drop your mum's head <laughs> as I did. Oh, head first as well. Yeah, because my, my brother somehow actually I know he got the legs in because my brother's bigger than me. Yeah. But I think he probably spread himself out well enough to be able to lower my mum's legs. And then and then he just left you with nothing. Yeah. No give. No. So of course it's all on you. <laughs> Ishan, this has been amazing. This has been wonderful, man. Yeah. Thank you for coming down. Thank you. I've enjoyed nice it. one, man. Yeah, yeah I've really enjoyed really it. Thanks cool. a lot. Thanks, mate. Insane in the membrane. So that was Ishan Akbar. I mean, thank you, Ishan, for coming down and having a laugh on, you know, which is a, on, a, on a day that is, you know, it's not, a, not an easy day for him and his family. And yeah, he still came down, he still had a chat, he still managed to have a laugh. And have a good time. So nice one, Ishan, for doing that. Much appreciated, mate. Much love to you. Next week, I'm at the wonderful Smoke and Mirrors pub in the wonderful city of Bristol talking to my good friend, Mr. Daryl Hembra. We estimated I had about 120 operations. 
by the time you were 11. <clears throat> when I was 11, we measured all my scars and like the times they'd been open, so yeah. all the surgeries, and they were taller than my dad. Fuck man. The measurement. Yeah, yeah. To do anything in my face, yeah. they go in through the scar that I got from ear to ear yeah. and just we'll open you peel, up. peel my face forward. Like a Satsuma. Love it. I love talking about this. You do, didn't you? Yeah. Thanks to Comedy Central for the venue, Zen Ongaku for the music, and Jade Adams for the inspiration. Producer is Paul Daniels at darkhorsedigital.co.uk and I have once again been Rich Wilson. See you later. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.